everybody welcome to another episode of lem me no i'm your host angel lem today i'm sitting with natalie garcia natalie is a la-based chicana creative professional an author a spoken word poet and a creative director she is driven by her passion to challenge the latina narrative she's confident that her wisdom she's inherited from her ancestors and from her own personal life experiences shaped a perspective that can nurture her community into healing and growing She's guiding us into becoming a las brujitas del jardín. Natalie's writing focuses on self-love, healing, and spiritual practices. She came to promote her book, Cosmica. Cosmica is a collective of Spanish poems, mantras, and magical self-care rituals. She published her book in 2021 with Alegría Magazine Publishing. Natalie is currently pursuing her PhD in positive psychology to help Normalized therapy, brujería, and trauma healing in the BIPOC community. Today, your guys are in for a treat. As I mentioned, you could tell that Natalie's super busy, and that she's—I don't know—I don't know how to—I don't know how to describe it. But she's great, as you could tell in this interview. You're gonna love it, and I'm gonna be giving away a copy of her book, Cosmica. So make sure you add me on Instagram and Facebook. So you know the rules. So, and if you've been listening to the show, you know, they're easy. All you gotta do is add me on Instagram, follow Natalie, and yeah, and um, you should follow Natalie. I'm already here. Might as well tell you where to follow her, right? So, you should follow her at Love It Nat. That's L O V E I T N A T. Love It Nat. Go follow her. Make sure you show her some support. Make sure you go grab her book, and make sure you leave her a review. And you know, always share. The sharing is caring, so make sure you share, share her page, share her book, and let her know what you think. And if I'm sure it's gonna, once you read her book, it's gonna have an impact on you. So let her know. I'm sure she'll love to know what impact it had on your life. So, yeah. So this is the first episode of 2022. Um, so if you guys heard last week's episode or like a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, one of my New Year's resolution was to not miss an episode only miss four episodes only a month and i got coronavirus my girl got coronavirus so i had to miss last week's episode so this was going to be the first episode it is it's still the first episode of 2022 but it was supposed to be last week's episode and i don't know like coronavirus it wasn't in my plans and you know it made me think a lot about how you know i had all this planned out i was like oh you know i'm gonna have natalie and then next week 
I'm gonna have Daniel from Functional, and I already had like the weeks planned out. You know, I already was, I was already thinking ahead of time, and then I got hit with Corona, and you know, this got me thinking about how our medical system sucks, our workforce, our workforce, how much it sucks. Um. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not gonna make it about me. I just want to let you guys know that my reason for missing last week, and I did have Corona. And should this be counted against me? Like, I didn't do anything on New Year's. I stayed home. I cleaned the apartment, our apartment. The other thing I went for was to get Chinese food. That's it. I just went to get Chinese food. I worked, um, but you know, I got off of work, and it was New Year's. And we start cleaning, and then that's it. I didn't go out anywhere. I didn't go out anywhere Saturday, Sunday. And so, yeah, should it be counting against me? Let me know. Message me, tell me that it should be one of the four days that I said I was gonna miss. So now I could only miss three days. Or should I? Should it be like forgiven? And since it's the first week of the year, and be like, you know what? We'll give you this one. All right. And from this point on, you could only miss four episodes. You guys let me know but like i said today we're sitting with natalie i didn't i'm sorry natalie i'm sorry for anybody that that you know that came strictly for her you might have not wanted to know all this about me but again i mean this is my podcast so i think i should be able to talk about me for a little bit but you know let's go back to to talk about natalie yeah to on this episode we talk about her book her life her way of thinking and you know how about being a professional you know latina professional and you know in pr you know public relations or i think that's what it is right in the pr world how there's not a lot of latinos latinx latinas chicanas chicanos however you identify it's not a lot of people of color and for her um she's gonna mention a lot of things that she did for um small companies um small brands and how she started from the bottom and now she's at a place where she could actually help people of color and you know i just want to give her applause and commend her for everything that she's doing so yeah so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode again make sure you add me on instagram and facebook um you can follow me at let me know pod on anywhere on my social medias and make sure you add the podcast on any um, sort of uh, any podcast platform. You know, I know you're listening to me here, but maybe there's somebody on back of you that's being that chismoso, chismosa, and wants to know where what you're listening to. So follow me at Let Me Know Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and make sure you leave a five star review. It really helps. As of right now, I still have 110, I don't know, 111 reviews. My goal is 125. So if you could please go leave me a five-star review and leave me some words. Let me know what you like. Let me know um, what episode you enjoyed and go back to listen to some other episodes. Now we're trying to help out other, you know, other small businesses. We're trying to help out authors. We're trying to help out artists. We're just trying to help out each other. So listen to other episodes. Let us know what podcast episode you enjoyed, who you enjoyed and why you enjoyed it. That way other people that are curious about the show that don't know where to start. And you know, at least they go on the reviews and they're like, oh, okay, well, do you recommend Natalie or Cynthia or Daniel or Sophia? Or, you know, maybe you enjoy the solo bolos. I've been getting a lot, a lot of messages about the solo bolos. I'm so happy that you guys are enjoying them. I did think that I, I thought that you guys wouldn't listen to me at all. You know, and now you guys have been showing me that 
i do have like whatever i have to say you guys value it and i really do appreciate it because i was you know i'm very insecure about that and you know i was trying you know um when i started i was like you know what like nobody's gonna listen to me that's why i need to bring as many people as i can but as time has been progressing i've been giving myself a chance to talk about my feelings or talk about you know you know just these affirmations and you know i'm just trying to help i'm just trying to help you guys and hopefully you guys like i said are enjoying them i know i've been getting all these nice messages and i really appreciate them because it makes me feel good it makes me feel like i'm heading towards the right direction so all right well you know what that's enough for me let's listen to natalie but before that let's listen to this song everybody welcome back hopefully you guys enjoy that song today i'm sitting with natalie garcia she's the creative director beauty publicist a writer a poet a bruja she came to promote her book cosmica very happy to have her on the show before you know i start my probing and asking all my questions i like to know how your day is so how's your day well thank you for having me here first of all thank you for reaching out and having me on your show um i'm doing well i'm you know like i said i'm a little under the weather but i'm pulling through um just trying to make the best of it yeah no i t- like i told you I, I was like that a couple weeks ago so you know like i said I'll, I'll try my best to make sure like we get around the coffee and all that and like i told you <laughs> earlier um so this is a, a safe space for you so do whatever you say whatever you want do whatever you want but remember it's only audio so people might not get to see it but i will <laughs> so maybe we'll get some good laughs out of it okay. um so so yeah so um like let us let us get to know you a little bit tell us about yourself um well i was born and raised in los angeles um like you said i'm a beauty publicist creative director i work with a lot of um brands small brands big brands um hi uh, have been working in the industry for for PR industry for over ten, almost ten years, um, and my expertise is really developing brands from you know within to be publicly known. I'm also a writer and a poet, so on the side of doing all that, I write a lot of just you know. One day I would love to write my own um, TV show. That's my ultimate goal. Um, but for now, I'm writing poet poetry and 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 a lot of just prose and everything that I, I feel inside so and i got and i wrote a book yes yeah, that, that's i mean that's awesome i i commend you for that like i'm always super impressed by people that write because me personally i i can't even write my name half of the time so for you to put out a <laughs> book it's that's amazing you know i think that's 
Like, I like to think that everybody has that goal in their life, that everybody wants to write a book. It's just that, like, a lot of us don't know what it'd be about. You know, is it going to be about our lives, short stories? But for you to find, yeah. like, poetry, like, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm super amazed. Like, I'm about my feelings, but I can't, I can't seem to ever put them into, like, writing for some reason. And whenever I get to, like, interview somebody that's a poet, I'm like, oh, man, I'm amazed by that. So, yeah, I mean, I commend you for that. And, um, well, tell tell me, like, first of all, like, wow, how do you get, how do you even become a publicist, I guess? Um, well, I started at the bottom, <laughs> like everybody else. Like, I started as an intern executive assistant. I, I was an executive assistant to a big uh, publicist, a Hollywood publicist. And um, I just learned everything from her. To be honest with you, it was crazy. It's a crazy industry. Um, I worked all across the board with different brands. Um, I started working with like Lakers. I started working with Tao, like Tao Group, um, just big brands like that. And then later on after the pandemic or during the pandemic, I started working with small brands like Girl Collective. Um, I've worked and connected with um, La Sirena, part of your community, um, all for Ramon, like it's different, like, different ways um but yeah i mean it's a lot of work <laughs> obviously um but it it's it's an industry where you really have to you know put in the work and grow and 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 just put in the work like i, I honestly if you want to do a pr it's a lot of work it's not glamorous at all it's like you're you're everybody you're making everybody else happy but yourself right at the beginning but you know when you're seeing your at your your brands in the public eye on CNN, on PTLA, on New York Times, on those, it makes you so happy because you're like, okay, yes, you know, this is what I'm doing, you know, making like your brand's visibility increase and, you know, you're seeing the IG following go up and everything. So that's like my goal when I'm working with brands is to make sure that their visibility is out there, that the audience connects with them and that their story is being told properly. So in a way, I'm kind of writing their story for an audience. So it's I'm also, you know, kind of like a journalist on the inside. That's awesome. And like, is, yeah. it, is, it, is it common to have like POC, people of color, like doing this, like being like. Oh, absolutely not. It's really like that's probably one of my things that i still challenge with is trying to bring people of color into this industry because it is very dominated like white dominated and it's really hard um but my goal since i'm in the inside is to always bring people of color to break down those barriers whether it's bringing vendors that i work with um that are people of color to work with me with events or if there's like just anybody anybody who wants to work in the industry that i know that are really you know, powerful and really work really hard. The ethic is really hard. I tried to bring them in as much as possible. And, um, but yeah, no, it's a really, um, I encourage people of color to work in the industry. It is really hard. It is really tough to, to break those barriers because I can't do it by myself, but it's definitely, you know, there's, there's ways of going around it and there's ways of getting in there. So hopefully I'm doing my part of like breaking down those barriers, especially for people of color. Um, but yeah, so that's like my ultimate goal too, is to really, you know, break down those barriers for our people. Yeah. And I, I could already tell that you're doing an amazing job by it because like I, when I was insta stalking you, like I, you, you mentioned like you were working for elf, I think like the most recent event that I saw 
and you're like yeah make sure you brought poc people of color like small businesses though for like these big old projects it's just for you to be able to do that that's amazing you know to ever just like give them an opportunity for like these big old brands to like see their work and maybe later on you know they might hire them again and you know you were just that you opened up that door and you let them put their foot in and but at the end of the day, you let that business like speak for itself. And just for you to open the door to give them the opportunity, like that's amazing. Like that's what I inspired to do with the show, to be honest. Yes. So you're doing it and I like I'm looking at you and I'm seeing what I need to do next. All right. So <laughs> there's somebody remember, there's somebody looking at you. I mean, there's always somebody looking at you, but just remember, like I'm trying, trying to um learn from the best, I guess. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, that's, that's the goal. I mean, with everything I do, whether it's my personal, I try to break down those barriers for, for people of color and bring in people of color that I know work with me will work with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, from camera, from, you know, camera guy, anything, anything that if you know how, if you do something and you are a professional in the industry, you know, I could work with me, please send me a DM because I, I love to give opportunities to people who I know that are valuable and everything. So especially people of color, they deserve it. So if I can do my part, I will do it. My part. Yeah, well, if you ever need a professional fool, I'm right here for you. I'm a fool. I don't know what I'm doing after the time. <laughs> I got you. I'll just, I got you. <laughs> I'll, I'll pretend I'll, I'll, I'll hold the wires if I have to, but uh, you know, I like to be part of it sometimes. I get FOMO. I get FOMO. I see a lot of people having yes. fun. I get FOMO. I just want to, you know, like, inc- like I'll hold your back. I ain't tripping. You know, I'll do whatever I can. You know. Um, <laughs> no, no. You come and do my interviews. How about oh, that? Hey, I already. I mean, I do this for fun. So for me to actually like <laughs> have some pressure, that'd be nice. It'd be a nice change of pace for me. You know. And like, well, what are some good qualities? Maybe there's like a couple listeners out here that might want to get into it. They just don't know what like if they'd be good at it. So like. In your opinion, like, what are some good qualities for, like, a publicist? For a publicist, I, I really do think that, obviously, writing has to be priority of, not just, like, a priority, but, like, a, a passion for you, writing, because it is a lot of writing, too. You're, you're pitching, you're writing, you're telling a story. Storytelling is a huge thing. So being a writer and being passionate about writing um, is a huge plus. Um, also being a creative who's very creative, you know, who has ideas for like ad advertising or marketing or anything is a huge plus. Um, and then a connector, being a connector and being able to connect people and connect brands and being, you know, those are huge qualities and being okay with being behind the scenes and not getting the recognition all the time, um, is, has to be a, a you have to know that you're not going to be recognized every single time. Although there are sometimes when you are recognizing, you are prideful and it's, but it's definitely um, one of those things where you're like, okay, that's not a priority, but writing, I say writing and being a creative, like, and, you know, understanding marketing in a way. Um, and you not right now it's ever evolving. You know, right now social media is taking over. Um, PR is changing constantly. The way we market ourselves, you know, I think um, the Gen Z, um, has really taken over PR and how we market ourselves. You know, now we're doing, we're tapping into Twitch, we're tapping into TikTok, we're doing those things instead of your traditional media where we're going into magazines. Like nobody's 
reading magazines anymore and nobody's reading newspapers like they used to so now they're tapping into these social media norms have so we had that being skillful and like knowing from the bottom how to tap into these industries like tiktok and twitch and all those working with is where a huge bust. when you started like i bet you thought like oh man like how do i get there and now that you're there you're like oh shit I, i'm here like um i'm doing the damn thing Well, I, I, I think I'm still like, I, I mean, I always feel like I'm like, I started in the bottom and I'm here. I mean, I definitely was an executive assistant and never an, an intern at one point. So I didn't know that I was going to be here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have those, I worked with girl collective. I don't know if you're familiar, but they're a small brand that went viral in 2020 and they hired me on and I work with them. And when I started with them, they were a little brand. They knew people knew them from a viral moment, but didn't know their story. And when I finished working with them after a year, um, everybody like their, their IG increased, they were on CNN and it was like crazy. And it was like, I mean, obviously they had successful run, but I, when I work with them, it was, they were a tiny brand and I was able to tell their story and I was able to, to reach out an audience that really connected with them and they grew. And yeah, I mean, after that, I was like, damn, like now I'm here. Like I, 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 I figured I was like, I'm a good fucking publicist. You know, I'm a good fucking publicist after that. So I definitely have that, um, that, that on my resume where I'm like, you know, I, it was a good, a good run with them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I saw that and I saw they were working with Nike. I'm like, damn, Mm -hmm. that's big. That's huge. Yes, yes, yes. Like I work with Nike too, <clears throat> but if, if they find out, they'll hit me with the copyrighted like, infringement stuff. Cause I don't think I'm supposed to put my logo on their sweaters, but <laughs> hey, they're soft, so whatever, right? <laughs> I go, don't tell me now. now. I know you got you can talk to them. Don't tell. Uh, that would suck. Yeah, they're really particular about those. <laughs> those brands are really particular about the logos. You I can't know. Do that. <laughs> I, just I saw what happened with Little Nas X and. Yeah, I don't got little Nas X money, so no. <laughs> I'll return. I'll hey, if they want me to give my stuff to them, I'll give it to them, and, and they could promote it for me or whatever. But, anyways, anyways, so yeah, but I did see you working with a girl collective. Like, how did that come? Like, how did you start working with them? Like, um, I don't work with them anymore. Oh. Um, but I worked, I worked out with them because I connected with Christine, the owner, on on IG. So you know, we kind of connected through. Like, she posted something, and then you know, responded to it, and then we kind of started a conversation. And I told her what I did, and you know, and then um, I presented to her kind of like a marketing plan, and um, it just went on from there. And it was very. Um, it was very contracted, very like case by case. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was really, it was a really great, um, great. I work. I mean, it was amazing. I, I love working with them. I, I love working with the brand. It grew, um, but definitely, you know, um, I had to move on at one point. So um, I was in the middle of finishing my book and I had to develop my own stuff and it, and then I got a job back at my agency. So it was a lot of craziness. So I can't open the doors for people of color if I'm not in this, you know, sitting in 
working in the industry and everything, you know, how they say you can't open the doors from outside, you gotta be inside. So that's where I'm at right now, where I'm like trying to break down those barriers from inside. And, and also at the same time, you know, pushing my book and developing my book and, and, you know, hopefully write my next book and lead into the TV show that I want to write eventually. Yeah. Like would you, would you start in the TV show? Cause I'm not gonna lie to you. As soon as I I saw like I don't know I saw a picture or I saw a video of you. I'm like I see her like being an actress. Like I could honestly see like portraying your own character in your own book for some reason. I don't know. Is that something that you'd be interested in? Really, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love to do that. That's actually my my like I guess that my goal was eventually to write my own TV show, um, and hopefully, if I can start it, that would be amazing. That would be perfect. That I mean, I I don't mind. I love being a director. Like that's my ultimate passion. Um, directing is my passion. Like I love being behind the scenes and directing. That's why I do a lot of creative directing. Um, and you know but yeah writing the tv show definitely that is like no like no joke like that is like my ultimate goal and i'm not nothing's gonna stop me from writing that well 2022 2022 yes it's coming <laughs> that's i i predict i'm gonna predict i just met you but i'm gonna predict that 2022 you're gonna start writing it at least you're gonna start you're in the process of it 2023 i'm gonna be holding the the cables for the cameraman <laughs> i got you I, i'll bring you on as my guest star how I about i put you, you on it i i don't like being the the center of attention i do but <laughs> you know i try to be modest sometimes um but but yeah i mean i honestly like no lie not, not trying to like pump your ego up or nothing but i was like hey you know i see her like acting i was gonna ask you actually like one of my questions was like what you considered being like acting but from what you mentioned earlier about like not taking credit like would you have some issue with like being the face of your, your thing? Cause you mentioned you like directing, like the aspect of directing, like telling people what to do and it is your project. So you are the only one that can say how things are supposed to or should be. Um, would you have, you think you'd have issue and there's no issue there. Like actually being the face. Um, no, there's no issue with that. I love my, my big passion is directing. Um, you know, but I wouldn't mind acting. I think it's always been a passion of mine too, and just jumping in and and playing a character. And even better if it's a character that I, you know, wrote in. Um, I definitely would know how to portray that. Um, but yeah, I mean, also being in front of the camera too is a little like nerve wracking. So that's why I love being being behind the scenes. But I can tell, you know, I can push things the way that I see it, and I have a visual of that. Um, so, but you never know. I I can never say never, right? You never say never. So you never know. Um, but directing is definitely my key component. Writing and directing is like, you know, I would love to be known for writing and directing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I agree with you. Never say never because um, I don't know where I heard it. You're never supposed to say no to things. Like, and I've made that mistake plenty of times. And I feel I'm not where I'm supposed to be like I've had opportunities where I could my podcast could be featured in other places but because I was afraid I said no and um energy wise like I don't know how you're supposed to like um say it but energy wise like if you say no then that's like a gift like you're not supposed to say no to gifts because like yeah. it's like you're offending people also it's energy because 
like that gift might not only be for you might be for someone else or it might open up a door for somebody else and i've made that mistake and like now like reminiscing and thinking about opportunities that have been offered and they're like do this for me like i was supposed to be on a, on a boat like do my podcast on a boat interview a bunch of people but like this big event and i told them no because like i was like nah, i'm too small to be doing that mm-hmm. but for them to give me the opportunity it's not they thought they gave an opportunity to get they gave they put um their confidence on me and me for me to say no it's like like slapping the hand or spinning on their face like really like i'm giving you the opportunity because i believe in you and you saying no it's like oh you know what then mm-hmm. later on when there's other opportunities they won't give them to me because they already know i'm gonna say no so never say never guys don't be like angel remember that that should be on a shirt somewhere Never say never. And you're, you know, I think also as people of color, we, we do those things to ourselves. We like, we, we close our, our, our doors because we're afraid because we're not so used to, you know, these, these opportunities where we think we're not valuable enough for these opportunities, you know, because throughout our lives, we just didn't have, it didn't come easy for us. So when they come to us, we're like, oh shit, it's supposed to come with the challenge or it's supposed to come with this, or I'm going to lose this if I need this, you know, um, it's never, you know, like, Hey, I deserve this, you know? Um, so it takes a minute to really, you know, develop that skill and develop us to go beyond the fear. So don't be so hard on yourself too on those things because maybe it wasn't your time either, you know, and you know, things might develop. Now you know mm-hmm. and things will develop down the line. Yeah. So yeah. I give myself a hard time because too on, on a lot of things like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. And when I think about it, I was like, you know what? I'm where I'm supposed to be at the right time. So I'm totally okay with that, you know. And I think also has to do with like I don't know if you grew up this way, but like, like if somebody offers you something, you're supposed to say no, like because you don't want to be a burden. And I mm-hmm. think like that's the like I, I guess I'm still in that mentality. Like, like they have to offer you like two or three times, and then on the third or second time, you're like, okay, I'll take it. You know, like you're supposed to be kind of humble. And I think that's what it. That kind of like I we're not right now thinking about it. Maybe that's what happened. Like I was like, no, like. Like, no, ask me again on the second or third time. I'll say yes. But like, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of messed up because it's like them begging you. Nobody wants to beg, you know, they're giving an opportunity for them to beg. He's like, nah, you know what? Like we have other people in mind, other people that um, might end up doing a better job. So, yeah, uh, no, you got to you got to believe in yourself and you got to know. Um, I read a good book because I used to be the same way and fear used to like really hold me back. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Shonda Rhimes, who's like a, also a writer and producer. She did Grey's Anatomy and all um, a lot of shows, but she wrote a book called Year of Yes, where she would say she was also afraid to say yes to a lot of opportunities, like go meet the president and go like, you know, she was asked to be this and she would say no. and and. You know, she wrote a book where she's like, I'm going to say yes to all these opportunities, even if fear kills me, even if I'm dying with fear, I'm going to say yes. So that is like one thing that I've taken from that book, just like how writing my own book, like I almost stopped from writing my own book because I was in fear of like, what if people don't like it? What if it doesn't even work? Like, what if like, what am I doing? You know, Um, and I was like, no, I'm going to write this book. I have some great um friends around me a great support group i have alegria publishing i had mentors you know 
who were really pushing me and I went through it and I was like, yes, no, I'm doing this. So, you know, I, I definitely don't think you're the only one and I don't think I'm the only one. I think it, it really does plague a lot of people of color where we're in fear, where, you know, we have to be humble. We have to, or we don't deserve these opportunities or we don't want to be a burden, you know, or almost or imposter syndrome too, where we're like, you know, we don't deserve this or this is not us, you know? So we got to push through that. That's a challenge, you know? Unfortunately, that's another challenge for people of color yeah. is us holding ourselves back. Well, ho hopefully like these little stories of ours right now can inspire somebody be like, you know what? Like, that's true. I think that way myself, <clears throat> let me change my mindset and start saying yes to things. And actually I saw the movie Yes Man. So that's where I got mine from. How do you become a Bruja del Jardín? How do you become a Bruja del Jardín? Um, you become a bruja and you, it's really what you are inside. There's no right way. There's no way to be a bruja. If you identify it with, I, you identify with it. Um, for me, la bruja de, brujita del jardín means that I'm, I'm earth-based. You know, I really work. I grew up with a lot. My mom's an herbalist, a yerbera. So we grew up very much making teas, making everything from the earth. Um, you know, my mom has this thing that, everything that she needs is from the earth. Like every, every medicine's from the earth, everything that we need, every cure is from the, it comes from the earth. So um, I try to stay um, as earth-based as possible. And even when it comes to believing in the earth and really believing in, in earth-based, like even religious wise, I'm not religious, but I believe in the earth can cure and the earth can really, you know, we breathe in oxygen. It's like, you know, it's constant things. So, it's not just like scientific, it's also spiritual. Um, and I really, La Brujita del Jardín is really an homage to my mother and homage how we, I grew up with her. Is like every everything, like I had an ear infection and she'd be like, she'll take ruda and, you know, and do garlic and roast it and put it in my ear. Or if I had a fever, she would do onions, cut them up, put them in the, in socks and like different yerbas that we would have, that she would have in the backyard. We still to this very day um, in my parents' backyard grow all kinds of herbs and all kinds of, lemons like you know cut up lemons and we make medicine and, and i'm really really um loyal to earth um based you know medicine so that's where i kind of developed la brujita del jardin where it's not just like earth-based medicine but it's also spirituality i believe in the earth i believe in and you know just like being kind to animals being kind to plants being surrounded by plants um flowers and everything just to like uplift your spirits and uplift you know your mental wellness too is really um it's just it goes beyond to for me it goes beyond just spirituality it's almost like another uh, it, i mean we're connected to the earth so it's like that's the brujita del jardin for me mm, that, that's awesome like I personally like that's how I I didn't grow up like that to be honest but yeah my dad my grandma did do like ruda on my ear like on a cotton ball or like um <laughs> or like for like whenever I get my tongue so it's like get some honey and like I think mm -hmm. lemon or like you gargle vinegar I almost died doing that like it went through my like I don't know went somewhere where yeah it's a little tough <laughs> like I couldn't breathe like I couldn't like honestly like I saw a black I saw a little tiny light and I just but but yeah I mean it's 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 awesome to be able to know about that and I know your book like do you talk about that or like do you have like recipes like let's talk about your book you came to talk about your book let's let's get into it um tell me about Cosmica 
Yeah, let's talk about Cosmica. Yeah, it has rituals in there. So I have, I develop rituals based on different things that, um, so it, it walks people through different, um, different chapters, like awareness, creativity, um, shadow work and different things that you can do rituals to develop you know your creativity to focus on confidence to develop um just self-love and gratitude so it's different rituals rituals that will really help you mentally more than spiritually um and these are things that i developed for myself as i was going through the pandemic and i was going through a lot of like just going through different you know issues you know obviously the pandemic itself did a lot of like mental health issues on me i mean uh, and i'm not i'm not the only one everybody was kind of dealing with their own mental health issues um but at the same time it's like it was rituals that i developed that were that helped me just gain more confidence and gain more awareness within myself and, and know that i have the magic within to really move on and move forward and there's not there's no like hocus pocus it's really within me you know um and i developed these rituals to really um focus on on myself and really develop those and really heal within and awaken the magic within so we have we all have like the power within us and we all have it so it's just putting it in action and seeing what you can do you know so the rituals there's poetry so the poetry is actually their spells you know their spells of words are our spells words are magic words when we say stuff to ourselves that's what we start believing our mind really starts developing that so it's important for us to start reading and really developing things that are like mantras that are good for us you know like i am loved you know so we can start believing that we are loved rather than somebody telling us that oh you're loved you're loved you're not going to believe that until you believe it until you start saying it to yourself and you really start kind of turning that thing in your brain and really believing those mantras so i put together mantras also you know poetry that are spells that you can use and then rituals you know that can help on self-care so this is all about self-care self-love there's also a chapter on shadow work where it's developing sitting in your darkness and and being okay with being having these episodes where you're not feeling so good where your confidence isn't you know the best when you're feeling sad like those moments are also okay like we're okay to have those dark moments where we're not fully ourselves or we're not we're feeling with some you know heartbreak i was i dealt with a heartbreak too so i put that in my book and I, I dealt with it with my writing about it, but I also dealt with it with by seeing and reliving it and understanding that I was it was okay for me to go through that. Like I, I learned so much from that relationship and I also learned even more from the heartbreak. And even after, I'm still like, I'm like, now I see a different light. Like I see a different path. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I deserved a lot better than what I was doing. You know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a better place. Like, like I said, we are always in a better place. You just have to realize and you have to really open your mind to that. And the book is really one of those, just the mantras, like the mantras in general, it's like the book is really like to help you develop your, your own mantras, to help you develop, inspire you to write, to, to know what, what items you're looking for. And me, you know, and hopefully a chapter stands out to you and you resonate with it. Um, if I can help one person and open a, the mind and the heart to one person, I, I feel like I've done my job. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my book in general in a niche. Mm. 
and <clears throat> excuse me and when you, you you started building your book like what was your like mindset like like what was the idea behind it that you actually accomplish it did it ever shift like when it came to actually writing what or putting like all this into your book because i'm sure you started with a bunch of ideas and this book would ended up like a nice encyclopedia you would have had a bunch of like little like abc like chapters of it but um when it came down to condensing it like how did you decide what would actually be in your book um what people really don't know is that i did a lot of scientific research for this book i really developed um which is crazy. I have some crazy notes that I would stay up all night and really do some like science research from, you know, shock, learning about chakras, learning about the brain, learning about the body, how the body responds to pain, how the body responds to trauma. Um, and I really developed that and went on from there. Um, and then kind of put in my own trauma in it. And really, I, I used myself as a subject for this. You know, I used my traumas, my shadow work, my, I mean, the idea behind it was the road to self-care. That was the first, the the first opening to this book. I really wanted to be like the road to self-care. It was a self-care book, but it developed more into um, more help, like helping myself and helping others who have gone through some trauma. And I really wanted to put that in more of a uh, a softer feel, like p- using poetry and that people will feel more you know that will identify better than like actual like a scientific book where people are like reading about you know facts and theories and all that i think poetry and rituals and everything just identify better with people and i think that um just putting you using myself as a subject also kind of helped me because i really can be more vulnerable and tell people like hey this is what i developed and this is what what help me like I'm not fully healed I'm not saying like oh I came out of this like completely you know I'm a hundred percent but I'm on the road to being you know to healing my I'm on the road to feeling to identifying what's trick what are my triggers what are my my um what helps me what pushes me you know so it definitely was a long road I mean I wrote this book I think two for two years it was like a, a on you know ongoing two years um and and it just turned into this like poetry book and i didn't think it was going to be a poetry book until i started putting together um these poems that i would write on the side as i was doing the scientific research i would be writing about my feelings and everything and about what i was going through Uh, my grandmother was dying my grandmother was dying of alzheimer's and i was living with her at that time and i was watching her die um so it really was like heartbreaking for me, um, but I was able to write about it and I was able to, you know, do it in a way where it was constructive for me, where I wasn't harming myself. I wasn't harming others. I wasn't, I was like, I, I was going, you know, sometimes we don't have access to therapy. So this was my therapy. Writing was my therapy, you know, um, and I could do it from the safe place of my own room, you know, uh, and like I said, I went through a heartbreak and I also wrote it down. So it definitely developed into a, a book that was a, like a connection of myself, like an extension. So, I mean, that I, I commend you for that, to be able to use that, that pain and like 
like I, in real time that real in, in real time pain and to do something constructive with it because like you mentioned a lot of people would you know cost themselves some pain would you know do things that aren't good for them but for you to be able to like think you know what like i, I feel this way and um when did you find out that poetry was like an outlet for you like like writing was an outlet for you because you could have chose painting you could have chose like building model trains you could have chose anything but like when did you like find out that poetry was that that outlet for you um writing's always been my thing like writing and poetry it's funny because i did an oral and i'll take it back when i was in sixth grade i was told i was i was supposed to do an oral presentation and i chose a, a shell silverstein poem to recite it in front of the class and i remember reciting it and it was like a funny poem and I was so nervous because I'm just not a public speaker. I don't like, at that time I was just like not public speaking. And as, as soon as I, I was done with it, I obviously, I got an A, but not only that, the teacher was like, you should be an actress. Like you should act this because you acted this poem out, right? And I was like, I just loved poetry though, because even, ever since then I would, I'm like, I want to write my own Shel Silverstein book. Like I wanted to write my own book and really develop those, those, um, those poems. So I think ever since I was little, I've just always been, you know, connected to poetry and connected to to you know reliving my own my own experiences through writing you know I'm able to identify things and I'm able to you know you're right I could have chosen model model toys or painting but words just are so powerful and I I connect so much to words like reading a book to me is more like closer to it than than anything else like you know, words are, like I said, words are so powerful. And to me, reading a book changes anybody's life, you know, reading a book that connects with everything. So. And, and I, I know you did a Spanglish, right? Your book is in Spanglish. Was it like a conscious decision or is that just something like a comfort thing for you? Like I'm already doing something that like might not be comfortable because you're putting your pain, you're talking about the subjects that you know, you might not want everybody to read, but like you're brave enough to put them in paper was just like, you know what, this is the only way I'm going to be able to put out this work. Like if I do it in Spanglish. I did it in Spanglish because that's how I grew up. I grew up writing and reading in Span and like Spain. Like I grew up both languages and it's both mixed up in our family. My parents have been here since they were teenagers. So Spanglish, my dad makes up his own words like you know that's how i grew up and that's how i felt like if i was gonna write my first poetry book and i was gonna write my first book i definitely want like even my tv show if when i write it's gonna be spanglish like i that's how i feel connected to my culture that's how i feel connected to who i am as a person like i identify a chicana you know that's there's no way around it like you know spanglish and and yeah it, it's it, and I'm doing this in quotations. It does limit me from being mainstream, but I don't care. Like, it is my culture. It's who I identify. Spanish and Spanglish is, is such a, like, meaningful thing to me. You know, like, speaking with... I, I, I automatically get a comfort when somebody's speaking Spanglish to me. It's such a, you know, it, it feels home to me. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely... I'll always write in Spanglish or feel connected to that, so... 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if jealousy is the right word, but I'm a little jealous of people that could go on and out of Spanglish so they could actually do it because I'm like one track minded with I'm either I'm only speaking English, I'm only speaking Spanish to you. Like I can't do it both. And you can't I, do it both. I try, like I try sometimes with like people do it to me. I'm like, okay, well, let me see if I can mix it up. But I can't. I'm just like one one track mind. Like, okay, I got it. You're speaking to me in Spanish. So I want to speak to you in Spanish. And I don't know. I don't know. Just that's the but I like I like that. I like that. Um I, I guess that's a talent. Like I would I would say it's a talent to be able to do that. Like to be uh, I don't know. I just I don't know. That's great because I think growing up Sp- speaking Spanglish was even now people are like, that's not how you say things. I always feel like we get reprimanded for speaking a certain way, especially um you know, especially, you know, in America, they're really, you have to speak a certain way. You have to speak Spanish. I think we've always get reprimanded for that. And it's kind of my way of rebelling, you know, and be like, you know, fuck that shit. Like <laughs> English wasn't, there's no, there's no such thing as proper English anyways. Like English, American English is not proper. It was a made up language that, that colonizers came and brought it here. So now that I'm my own country, you know, my culture is here. And we're coming in here and we're speaking Spanglish and I want to put Spanglish on the map. I think Spanglish should be a part of like another cult, like our culture, because especially the Chicano culture, especially the Latino culture, I think we all have our way of communicating. And I think Spanglish is a huge, you know, a huge draw, especially in the community that's like has such influence, you know, like, you know, Latinos have such influence on, on culture and such influence on language so why not make it you know um you know more more sustainable more more of like a normal thing so hopefully i'm doing my part by making it more of normal and acceptable um because it's not good it's not leading anywhere people it's if anything spanglish is going to be even more prominent in in the next cultures because a lot of latinos are 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 being accepted or accepting, you know, Spanglish. It's not like, oh, you're you're speaking, only speak Spanish because we're only told to speak that or only speak English. You can be accepting of like that. So um, yeah, it's my way of rebellion and saying, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it's a, a comfort thing. Like, because like I learned, like I was raised in Mexico. I was born here, raised in Mexico. And then I came here when I was nine. So like, to me, it's a I have to like in my mind I have to constantly prove that I know how to speak English. Yeah. So like like for me to I can't like turn it on and off like that. But maybe if you 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 mean you decide to throw like a, a Spanglish 101, I'll sign up for your Zoom. Right? Lessons, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing you yeah. can start doing. Like if you didn't have enough things on your plate, I'm I'm trying to add more to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I feel you too. Like I think also working in in white white dominated industries, it's hard to really, you know, be fully like, hey, like this is who I am. And I I take I'll still wear my hoops, I'll still wear my my I still go into these meetings being myself. And if I throw in a Spanglish word in there, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I'm not this is who I am because I know that especially now that if anything, they need me. <laughs> they need us they need us here in this industry we're bringing in the diversity we're bringing in the inclusivity we're bringing in the ideas they need us so angel don't be embarrassed like speak your spanglish throw it in there <laughs> right, well i'm gonna try i'm gonna try well at that, that okay i'm gonna try whatever <laughs> see i made an attempt i guess um so was there any like like you mentioned uh, what was the writer's name the one that um 
like influenced you? Oh, Shonda Rhimes. Well, Shonda Rhimes, when you're writing this book, was like her writing, like, was that like yes. the, the way you're trying to imitate her? Not imitate, but like you're trying to make her writing your own, I guess, in a way? Um, she's a huge influence and a huge inspiration on me. Um, definitely. I mean, she's the creator of Grey's Anatomy, which I'm sure anybody who knows Grey's Anatomy, I'm a huge, like, I love these, like, medical and, like, police shows and all that. Um, but she is a huge, huge, huge inspiration to me. And definitely when I was writing this book, um, as I was reading her book, too, before, years before, I definitely was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm writing my book, too. You know, like, I was so happy that now I'm writing my book. And hopefully the next step is writing a show just like her. So but when we, she also writes a show. We keep talking about the show. Like, what would this show be? Like, 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 like not don't pitch it to me, but just like I want to learn. Now, I'm curious. You keep talking about it and I keep imagining what it be. I just want you like to see like i want to see if we're in the same like mindset i guess we're thinking about well, it the same way i definitely want it to be very latina centric and very like realistic latina like i don't want this cheesy like latino show you know where it's like you know i really want it to be very really realistic and really really like talk about latino latina you know culture but also like different BIPOC, you know, um, BIPOC people in it because I'm definitely the type of friend that I have so many friends and so many influences from different cultures and different um, connections. So it's just not Latino culture. It's a lot of like Asian, a lot of black, African Caribbean cultures that I've been inspired by. So I definitely want to infuse all of that in one show. But I definitely want it to be um, a Latina lead. I don't think like a really, you know, somebody who who comes from, you know, a really, you know, humble beginning, but has like pushed through a lot of like, you know, challenges. And and so we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm writing it. I'm writing it. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it. But I definitely want it to be as realistic and as um, dramatic, too. And um, just a lot of just different things, but an infusion of different cultures, too. Yeah. Well, you think it'd be like George Lopez show or like Christelle? You know who I, th- I like would I think who'd be a, like a perfect person to portray but the character is Cristela Alonso. She's on. Oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, I think she'd be perfect for it. Like, she was homeless at one time, so she knows the struggle. And, yeah. like, she was, like, I guess a strong force when it came to voting. Like, um, when, like, the elections were going on, she was, like, the face of pretty much over there in Texas. So, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, my opinion, like, I don't know her personally, but, like, from what I've seen, and she was, like, the cars three she's gonna be like the the, the cars force to be the car and cars force so come on like she's awesome she's like i i really enjoy her like she's one of my favorite comedians but like the, from what you're telling me i think she'd be a perfect fit okay i'll definitely reach out i'll be like well angel recommended you to me and who the hell is angel Don't i have even to trip. have you audition yeah yeah or another one i had her on the show actually her name is riza um uh-huh. she does um improv and um yeah, I, I think she'd be perfect for it too. So I don't know, just throwing some people out there. Somebody that actually some people know. I mean, I'm open to the idea. And Liz, Liz, <laughs> Liz also Liz. She's um from Functional. Um, uh, I think after this episode, I'm gonna have um, the director and creator of Functional series. It's on YouTube. Um, uh-huh. she's she's one of the main characters on that show. So if you're wondering who she is, um, I I um I had her on the show, but you could also see her acting 
um if you go functional on youtube so just just throwing that out there trying to hook people up no that's know? fine that's you know what you should be a publicist hey, i should <laughs> but i'm more like i like holding things like purses you know cables you wanna... that's what publicists do too like hey hold my purse while you lock the red carpet go, yes and if you're very specific about what you want your coffee like super specific then i could get coffee too but you gotta be super okay, specific okay. you know Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you pretty much match the PR world. I guess. Oh man, I I think I should quit my job and see if I could apply it. (laughs) No, well, don't quit your day job just yet. (laughs) No, I mean you're hyping me up. I think I should do this. I I think I should just throw myself into it. Um, yeah. So, um, when it came to writing your book, like, what was the most challenging part about it? Like, there's always like obstacles. Like you mentioned, um, you had a uh, your you said your grandma passed. Mm-hmm. like you know there's always these obstacles like like for some reason the universe like wants us to learn some lessons with the most inappropriate times when we're trying to actually do something so yes. like for you like what were those challenges and how did you overcome them my biggest so the creative part was easy obviously writing the poetry putting together the rituals those were easy putting together how i wanted i wanted the illustrations like that creative part was so easy i i knew what i wanted it was the more like non-creative stuff so the the meeting with you know writing my bio putting together synopsis you know how am i gonna promote this like how am i gonna you know those were the challenging parts because i'm just not like uh, i'm when it comes to that i'm so creative i was in such creative mode so when it comes to doing the more serious work and getting okay now we gotta get this book out there that was a challenge um in the middle of it, I actually had to switch illustrations too. So illustrators, because the illustrator kind of pulled out. So I had to find a different illustrator. And that took a, a little time too, because the illustrator had a, a limited amount of time to write the book and to illustrate the book. And I had a very specific vision of my illustrations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was just like the non, you know, the serious stuff, like how to put the finishing the book together. Like, how did you want the book, the size of the book, like making those decisions um, and making sure that I made the right decisions because that having the perfect cover also impacts how you sell your book. You know, having a synopsis that's interesting impacts how you sell your book. You know, um, my bio impacts how it sells. So those things just impact your sales and how your book is being promoted. Um, so I'm still, I think it's also still, and I'm still in the process of, um, being challenged how to promote my book and how to like push my book. Um, I feel like I've done a great job, but I still, you know, as ourselves, we always are our worst critics. So I'm like, oh my gosh, let me, how I'm pushing my book. How am I like, you know, so it's definitely still has those challenges, but like I said, I'm always like, I'm at the right time at the right place. I'm pushing, I'm doing the best I can. I'm really proud of my project. I'm really proud of this book. Um, it means it has so much like love. I've literally created this book with so much love and so much intention. So I'm, but I'm feel so blessed. I have, I've been surrounded by so many people around me that have given me so much support. Um, I created like, you know, manifesting real books. I, I created, um, sweaters and everything so i also do spoken word um you know shows too so that's also a challenge um so i like to 
you know, be performing too in person too. So I love doing that too. And, you know, having my book being sold when I'm performing. And so just identifying different things of how I can push myself to, to sell the book and promote myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always challenges that arises, but it's the non-creative parts, the more serious stuff that you're like, oh, I don't yeah. want to do this. Yeah. And so you <laughs> I want to be the creative all the time, but it's like, doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah. And do you, so you also perform like, yes, wow. yes. Uh-huh. I do spoken words performances. So I perform, um, book like poems for my book. Um, the one that you saw on, on my IG was the Chicana, um, which is that I performed at B Golden's event, um, called scene. And, and we, did a whole performance. A lot of our poets from Alegria um, performed. I also had a launch party not too long ago and I performed a couple poems for my blog. Um, I do a little different performances because I like using instrumentals. So I do a little instrumentals behind it too. Um, I didn't do it for B Golden's, but I did it on my launch party. And then next month I'll be doing um, a couple shows too at the Women's Expo. And, and you can see that on my IG, but it's Women Expo. I'll be doing that. And then Promoted I'm doing here. another. You're here huh? already. You're promoted here. You're here. Already. I'm here. I'm promoting it. And then La Sirena <laughs> too. I'm working with La Sirena shop and I'm doing a, a poetry event with them too on this 22nd. So I'll have two shows next three shows, three shows, actually one's a private party, but two shows that are open to the public. Just let me um, hold the cables and I could get in. You can come and hold the cables. You can hold my mic. Yes. Okay, cool, cool. I'll be the stand, the human stand, I guess. <laughs> yes you can come in and hold no i want you to be vip you're gonna be right there vip don't worry i hold the the very important mics i guess i guess yeah yeah um (laughs) yeah but i I, you know this is awesome like i myself i I do stand up sometimes i haven't done it like in over two three years i guess before the pandemic because i'm like because i don't know i just got stuck but yeah like performing writing like you're just putting yourself out there completely like that's amazing that's crazy yeah you know, just from this, I I put myself out there with this, and this is pre-recorded. I get to edit, but like I understand from like performing live, doing stand-up, that takes a lot, a lot, a lot. Like just for you to put yourself out there and hope that people are gonna accept you and they're gonna resonate with what you're saying, that takes a lot. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely scary and nervous and all kinds of things, but. I love every time I come off stage and I put down the mic, I just like, I love it so much. Like, it's like a thrill, you know, it's like, oh, I want to do it again, you know? So it's definitely, I know that I'm meant to do that because I love it so much when I'm done. I love it so much, you know? Um, I know that I'm so nervous while I'm before it, but while I'm, while I'm doing it, I'm like thriving. And then after I just love it. So um, I love performing, especially it's like my, I'm performing my own work. So it's even more meaningful. Do you have to like set, like, like a lot of people have to take a walk before they do like perform or have to put themselves like, like on a quiet space. Like, do you have like a ritual, like, of like, like how, like before you perform or you, you do something like do you have like something that you have to do every single time? Um, I like to surround myself with obviously positive people, but 
Um, before I go up there, I definitely love to do a limpia, sage, my palo santo, breathe in, breathe out, kind of put myself in a in a good creative mode. Um, but even before that, I think it goes even before that because I love to practice in my bathroom. <laughs> I literally, my daughter who see me in the bathroom, I practice in the mirror of my bathroom every day and I pretend and I have like a, my fake mic, I have my hairbrush yeah. and that's like my ritual and I'll be like perform until the, until the day of, I'll be like, okay, Okay, I'm done. I'm ready. I'll perform in my car. I'll be like in my car playing the instrumentals and singing. So those are the things I do. I really just practice a lot. You know, I practice so much. And I think once I get up there, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm ready. You know, um, because I've had moments where I haven't practiced and I go up there and I'm like, fuck, I should have practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time I performed, it was funny. Um, I'll tell you this one. I performed and like I was wearing a really short dress and it was see-through. And my underwear was showing. And it was crazy. And somebody was telling me, like, your underwear is showing. And I pulled down my dress. I'm like, damn it. And I was like, I'm still going. And the still show still must go on. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. still perform. So after that, I was like, any show, if I could perform with my underwear showing, I can do anything. <laughs> like I can perform anywhere. So it really doesn't, it doesn't even matter. So. <laughs> I bet it added to the performance. It just gave it, it that, added to the performance. You know, it gave it's it that, to you talk. know, to push it a little further. Like people like saw it visually, like, oh man, she's really into it. You know, like, like she's like naked pretty much. Like she's like um, undressing herself with words and like, oh look, it matches the like visual too. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, have you have you ever like did you put something on this book or once you were writing like you went through all this trauma and you're like you wrote it down and you're like holy fuck like I didn't know I had this much pain or I didn't know I had this much anger in it like is there a poem or something in your book where you're like you're like once you step back you're like holy shit like I really needed to get this out there or out of me. Um, there, there's a couple poems in there. I think the one that stands up to me or stood out to me the most, um, would be the ultimate destination. Um, it's one of the first poems in my book, if you ever read my book, but it's kind of like my, my, I was in fear of death. So while my grandma was dying and while everybody kind of like, obviously we're going through this COVID thing and we're still going through it and there's so many, you know, lives that I have lost, you know, for me, death has always kind of been like a fear Um, and me writing about it. It was kind of like a a going through the process of death. Um, And I wrote it out, you know, kind of like, you know, feeling it and seeing it and how I think death would be like. And I, I, I was like, oh shit. Like I was in tears when I was writing it because I was imagining death, like, you know, within me. And I realized also that we go through a lot of, we go through death constantly, you know, not just like physical death, but like death within our relationships, death within, you know, just anything like, you know, just like, just when things close off for us and we close it's like a death you know and we we let go and and we have to kind of like start all over so we go to death constantly we were we have rebirth constantly so we have to always kind of see things like there's always an ending but there's always an an ending is always a new beginning so we always have to see it that way and when i wrote that poem that's how i said like every ending is a new beginning we're always going through a rebirth process and it you know you can't go through rebirth without death 
um so yeah that was definitely my my biggest my most connective like poem that i really felt heartfelt with it that i like because i i literally can't i remember crying the whole time that i was writing it like tears just like pouring out of me you know um but yeah if you read that poem hopefully you like it <laughs> yeah i hope i'll start crying too um yeah <laughs> Yeah, but um, I, I, you mentioned on my, I just, this is just for me. This is just for me. All right, guys, I'm just letting you guys know. This is for me. <laughs> so you were on my, my Latinx life and you mentioned yeah. that you could like sense people's energy, I guess, or like you could tap in, in, like you could tap into like something, I guess, like without them telling you, you could kind of sense something. Like what have you sensed through me since we've had a conversation for an hour? We don't know each other, but like, have you like what's the energy or what what do you sense like this is just for me guys like i'm fully aware you guys don't care but i just i'm just curious are you trying to put me in the spot um honestly <laughs> i think that you are my energy is like coming in through you is pure um i also feel like you are and, and not maybe because we're we had talked about it, but you are definitely meant for great things. And I think you need to push yourself a little bit more. Um, you know, obviously you, you definitely have a lot of fear, but you definitely need to push yourself more on different things and take risks. Um, I also do you have like a lot of like, I don't want to go into this, but like trauma within your family that has hold, held you back? Yeah. Uh <clears throat> Yeah, I'm only child, so like I've had to like pretty much take care of everybody. Yeah, like my mom, like make sure she's okay. So, yeah, I like that though. I like the, what you got off of this conversation. I, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, you need to like push yourself a little and and not feel so guilty. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I get. Yeah. That. I see, I know. I know for sure. I feel like. I can't even. I can when, go deeper, but we don't want to go. This is gonna be nah. a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna turn into like a therapy session, and those are my solo bubbles. So <laughs> you wanna join in for that? We could talk about that then. Um, but yeah, like I was just curious if there was anything sense to because to be when I heard it, I'm like, oh man, like I wonder. Like I was nervous today when I was, I heard a, I heard that episode. I was like, oh man, like I wonder if she's gonna be like, ah, oh, you, you're full of shit. Like I don't want to do this episode, but like, no. All right, all right, cool. No. All right. No, one thing about me, and it's funny because people who do feel that I I read energy, I I, I like to see the beauty in people. You know, even if they're like, and, and that's the hard part for me. I do deal with a lot of narcissistic and a lot of like crazy people not crazy but like narcissistic people who do you know but i like to see the beauty in people um and i would never judge anybody like that you know and until they're like constantly doing some like fucked up shit then i'm like okay you know what that's enough mm -hmm. i have to set my boundaries but i definitely love to see you know people grow and develop themselves and be successful and i think that you have the ability to push yourself to be but i mean you've you've grown your podcast for such a you know long time and i think that it could definitely push yourself even more and i think you can do it i'm just lazy <laughs> no you're not lazy we yeah. just have a lot of like shit we gotta unpack <laughs> yeah i guess i guess I I just push it to like I'm lazy. Like I want to do the work. Look, see, I'm not an idea person. Like I'm, I'll give you a bunch of ideas, except like I, I have trouble with the execution. That's why, like, I'm like I need. And you're push. not the only one. You're not the only one. Like, like something that I found out about myself is like 
if I have people depending on me, like I'll I'll do it. But if it's just for me, I'm like, ah, you know, like nobody's gonna notice. Who really cares if I like slack off? But like, if somebody's depending on me, like, oh no, like I gotta do this, 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 and that. Like, I take it more serious, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I what you just said really resonates with me. And I agree with you. I do need to push myself. Twenty twenty two. What if I told you like the next generation really depends on you? Well, that's what this podcast is about. Like, that's why I'm hoping like. Like next generation listens to these episodes this is to you how, how badass of a person you are and everything that you've done and like inspires them to like go even further than you if that's possible you know so yeah like uh, hopefully I'm, I'm accomplishing that one guess at a time and yeah hopefully you feel that way hopefully you feel that i'm trying to put my your best foot i'm just trying to kick your foot yeah you know, you're opening the door and i'm trying to kick you into it and closing the door so you won't check in out so that's my way of thinking <laughs> thank you yeah yeah and um um so um okay well let's talk about success we are like for me like how i determine if like i'm successful or if i'm leaning towards the right way is um i like my guests to work with each other so i've had a couple like people like just for example like last month um somebody I had on here to promote her book her poetry book she works with, she worked on, she did like an open mic slash um, kind of what you did for your book. Like she did, a, she did reading and she sold some books, signed some copies. But with my other friend where she has a small business called Synesthesia Boutique. And like, I like when that happens when like I have guests and they work with each other. Like, I feel like, oh man, like I'm like the ladder between people. Like for you, um, how do you determine whether you're, you're successful or your book is a success? Like, how like what's your interpretation of success my interpretation of success is really um being able to do what i want without really um having anybody tell me how to how my creative process should be you know or what you know if i could quit my j job and just focus on like developing bipoc brands and developing my book and writing more books that's success for me so i that is like what i want to do eventually is just work solely with bipoc brands and solely with um because i think it's important to have somebody who is able to um do that you know um but i think you know and and people are like well why don't you do that now um i can't open the doors from outside i have to open it when inside you know um but my success for me is like being completely you know doing what i want to do and not being able to you know um say shit like oh i have to you know do this or i have to work with this or i have to call and you know I have to work with this job you know um but it's having the free freedom to say, you know, today I don't want to work. Today I don't feel like I want to go and, and it's okay because I'll still make money, you know, like my book's still selling, you know. <laughs> um, and tomorrow I want to work all day and, you know, and, you know, there are times where I work like 15 hours a day da, 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 and then the next day I want to rest, you know, like there's you know there i'll put in the work and i but i want to be able to rest too so it's different various forms of what success is um but i think also success for me is being able to reach an audience that inspire them 
too, you know, and reach a, a certain person, inspire them to, if they want to now, after them listening to this podcast and be like, hey, I want to be a publicist or hey, I want to be a writer. I want to write my own book. You know, that to me is success too, because um, being an inspiration is successful too. And how about your book? How would you determine whether your book was a success in your eyes? Like, what would you hope to accomplish through your book, through your writing? I would, hopefully, it's not my last book. Mm -hmm. So if I can get another deal to write my next book and like be able to, you know, that's a success. Um, and I think by that is by, not, I'm not going to say like selling a million copies, but, um, it is by being very, you know, active and me proactive in, in promoting this book and being able to book shows and being able to do more interviews like this. And, um, you know, that, that's what I say success is, is continue to leverage my book and promote myself and, and continue to like write and hopefully write a next book and write and like I said, go down to the road of writing my, my show, you know? Um, so, and being able to also open doors for other people too. So. And like, what, it, what inspires you to keep going when those times are tough, when you feel like giving up, like, what's that thing that you're like, nah, I can't give up because blank. Uh, my daughter, my family and my daughter. Yeah, I have my, I have a little girl um, who looks up to me, who's been right in front of when I do any performances, who's been right there when I've been writing, who's runs with me on my events when I'm like, I'm events. So she is definitely the one little person that has um, pushed me to, to know that I'm bigger than what I think I am. You know, she, she looks up to me and she like, you know, oh my gosh, my mom can do anything, you know? So she, she's my push and my family too. Cause my family definitely, you know, they pushed me. All right. You know what? I think I tired your voice enough. I don't want to you know, <laughs> cause permanent damage. And then I'm again, show on your next reading because you can't perform. No worries. Cause you had to do this, this, um, part event or, I mean, this interview, but, um, anything that, um, did I miss anything? Was there anything that you want to talk about that, you know, I didn't mention? Is there like anything about your book? Is there anything at all that you would like the listeners to know about you, about what you're doing, anything at all? Um, yeah, no, I would love for them to check out my IG, Love It Nat, um, and check out all the, the shows that I have upcoming two shows in January. Would love it. And if you want to book me for your events or anything, please holler at me, DM me, go into my, slip into my DMs. Um, I also, please check out Alegria Publishing too. There's a lot of great poets and great books. They're supporting Latinx writers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. Just follow me on my ig love it not yeah well, well let them know your plugs everything that you got going on let them know right now let them know let them yeah know. and oh la brujita if you want to buy my book and go to la brujita del jardin.com mm, all right all right anything else um this is like that's your, it that's right. it you want that's it dude. i don't know i want you to make up something i guess that's cool that's cool we'll and if you need a co-host and then if you need a co-host one day yeah. or let me know, know podcast, let I'm, me know i might hit you up we might dive more into like the the whole the vibes thing the whole energy thing because i'm interested like what's i don't know yeah let's do it yeah, I, I also have another podcast called you, get, the you have to Pod. get your, your followers to vote if they want me on the show nah i'm the <laughs> only one that that could determine that um like they'll they'll listen they'll listen i like that 
Yeah, they'll listen. Like if they listen to this, <laughs> they'll listen to the. Because I have another podcast called The Feelings Pod, where that's where we talk about our feelings, uh-huh. like, we, and we talk about like we choose topics or like listeners send in topics, and like I, me and my friend um, Abney, we talk about how we feel about them, like if we've had experiences, and yeah, so you know maybe we could plug you into that one. I'll have to talk to her. She's the only one that matters. Her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's also her show. So, so yeah. So, okay. no worries, um, no worries. Yeah. Well, um, don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm just gonna end the recording. Um, I just want to thank you. Thank you for like doing this. I really appreciate it. And go get her book. Um, um, she doesn't know this yet, but I plan to do a giveaway. So you already know. And something that I didn't mention, you're the first guest of 2022. So, oh. so yeah. So there you go. So I, I like. I wanted to start the year with the giveaway. So that's why I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose you as my first guest, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the year with the giveaway because I love giving things away. So, so yeah. So, okay. thank you for being here. I really appreciate it, and I'm thank just gonna, you. I'm just gonna end the recording. Don't go anywhere, okay? Guys, thank you. All right, guys. So I'll talk to you guys in a bit. All right, guys. That was Natalie Garcia. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Make sure you go at her at love it nat on Instagram. And she does have some events coming up. She'll be performing at the Women's Expo in Los Angeles. You can get tickets at theweexpo22.com. This event's going on on January 29th. And she was also going to be part of the Los Angeles Times Festival of Books. This event's going to be going down on April 23rd and the 24th. Um, you, get, you can find more information at sites.usc.edu slash festival of books slash that's and you could always you know go at her should be promoted on her instagram so yeah so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you leave a five star review on itunes make sure you follow the podcast at let me know pod and don't forget i will be hosting the giveaway this week i'll be giving away one of her books a copy of her books so you know if you enjoy this podcast and enjoy this you know this collaboration between natalie and i then Make sure to be part of the giveaway. All right. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. All right, guys. So next time, I'll see ya. Bye. has been brought to you by let me know podcast new episode every week available on all streaming platforms